Welcome back, everybody, to Matt Goes to the Movies. We are here. You've clicked on the episode. You've seen the title to talk about Disney Plus's Obi-Wan Kenobi currently streaming with episode four and coming off of the heels of what we all thought was a an audience too a very, very strong episode, something that I was I was incredibly surprised. I talked about it in the review, how much Vader we got. I, I did not think we were going to see him actually fight. I, I just the portrayal of Vader, the portrayal of Obi-Wan psyche. I, I thought episode three was a home run and had very you know, high expectations for episode four. Uh, were those met? That's that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, a short episode. You blink and it's it's almost over um, with this one. But Rob, I'll, I'll welcome you first, man. What, uh, you know, I think you were coming pretty high off episode three. And, you know, where was your anticipation level for, for four? Were you expecting maybe, you know, were, were you kind of teetering on a, a, a decline? Like, boy, they... You know, what will they do for episodes five and six if this one like comes out like out of the gate firing? Yeah, I I was expecting there to be I don't want to say necessarily a letdown, but nowhere near the level of talking points as what we got at the end of three. I mean, having Obi-Wan and Vader meeting again, um, you know, between the events of episode three and the events of episode four, having them actually face each other. Um, which we all agree is not the only time they will face each other in this series. We, we know that something else is coming. Um, you know, that that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. And to actually make it work and have it still make sense in continuity was huge. Um, knowing that Hayden Christensen is back, you know, in the suit, um, all the fallout that's going to happen from, you know, I still find it a little bit implausible that Obi-Wan had no idea that all of this was happening, but okay. It is what it is. Um, you know, I expected this one to not necessarily have as much action, not have as much major stuff going on. Uh, I, I expect probably next week we'll see that ratchet up. And I, I expect, um, a pretty, pretty big finale. I, I think there's going to be a lot to talk about with the finale, but this week, you know, wasn't necessarily expecting a whole lot. And, and that's about what we got. We didn't get a bad episode. We didn't get anything where there's like, okay, that was stupid. That was crap. That makes no sense. But we also didn't really get a whole lot else. Yeah. Harrison, I think, uh, you know, you were kind of in the same boat. We all, you know, we're pretty high on, on episode three and, and liked a lot of what we saw, you know, what are, you know, what was your initial thoughts about episode four in terms of what you were expecting yeah it, it's hard to say because i don't i'm not really sure what i was expecting but when i opened disney plus and i saw that the, you know the little synopsis it has at the bottom of the episode it said part four obi-wan plots a mission i was like okay what does that mean <laughs> and, and 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 i finished the episode and i was like i guess technically he did plot a mission but that was a really boring mission and 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 yeah, I just, I was on such a high after episode three. I was really enjoying the direction it was going. Last episode, we talked a lot about the rematch of the century and, and what that could possibly mean. Like you said, man, I really like the psyche of Obi-Wan. And for a series that is only six episodes, we have literally two left after this. This feels like a really poor use of time. I mean, it's the shortest episode, under 40 minutes. And it, and it kind of just felt like filler. Like there were some parts about it that, you mentioned this earlier. I felt like it had good intention, but but this is not what I expected the story to do. Like, obviously, 
from a story standpoint, it makes sense that this is what happened, but it's it's very lackluster the way that it happened, I, I would say. Yeah, here's here's what I'll say, and I'm going to get um, – we'll go into the, the watch rating here where we're going to still keep it spoiler-free before we jump in. And, and I'll give mine first whether or not I think this episode's a low, a medium, or a high in the, in the watch rating. Um, and it's weird because I don't – like I want to give this episode a low watch rating. But not because, again, it's not a bad episode. It's it's not. I'm not sitting here saying this episode's horrible. And I've heard that from people. I've I've read that that this episode's getting a lot of hate. I don't think it's it's terrible. But part of my problem is there are some pretty bad. I I think there's some pretty stupid choices in this episode. There's some bad shots too that show people standing around. But in an episode that kind of feels like filler, they also, to me, like brushed over really one of the most important things that I was looking for, like looking forward to an episode for, which I could have gotten, I probably think a lot more out of it, was what is Obi-Wan's real feelings about, you know, seeing Vader, the battle that he was in, and before you know it, that is just like, you know, I realize he has to to save, you know, um, he, he wants to rescue somebody, but it's like, that is just like, that's glossed over. And it's just like, I, I don't know, maybe the, the motivation of trying to save someone is keeping him on track, but I, I just feel like they should have explored in this episode a lot more how he was feeling. Um, about what just occurred and i don't know maybe episode five i've kind of seen like a a plot synopsis for episode five maybe that's what they're doing um but i really thought it was a missed opportunity in this episode to explore what he was really thinking and then also there there's some things in here and we'll get into that when i when i talk spoilers that i just it makes no logical sense to me that certain aspects are just glossed over by main characters that like it's it should be really suspicious why other characters are able to do things that they're supposed to do so uh rob i'll let you go next um yeah i'm gonna go ahead and just say it's a low watch rating or rewatch rating for me um but that doesn't necessarily mean it was a bad episode it just a, it just means that i've seen it as many times as i ever need to see it um so yeah i i guess i'll kind of explain it this way um, I typically like, and I've talked about this before. I typically like, I just watch whatever we're going to, whatever we're doing. I just watch it, um, and just enjoy it without having to think about anything I want to, you know, discuss on, on our show. Um, and then, and then I'll rewatch and I, and that's when I kind of, you know, I, if I'm going to make notes, that's when I make notes. Um, I was think I, you know, I've been kind of busy this week, got a lot going on, you know, it's the end of the school year. The kids have a million things going on. And I was kind of looking at my schedule and trying to figure out if I was going to be able to squeeze in a rewatch um, before we went on the air. And I was like, okay, could I, could I actually go without having anything written down? And I, I don't normally like to do that. So I was like, can I actually make that work? And then I stopped to think about what actually happened on this episode. And I had to like stop and think. And I was like, a couple things. And I was like, I tried to force myself to really go back and remember any of the big things that happened. And there really just wasn't much. 
So I was like, okay, I need to, you know, even if I kind of skip around, you know, 10 seconds, you know, at a time, and then, you know, if there's a scene that I kind of want to re-see, then fine. And then just kind of skip through it. Uh, That's kind of what I came up with was, wow. And then I said, I did watch it a second time, but, you know, skipping through a lot. And I'm like, yeah, there really wasn't a whole lot here. Um, This doesn't mean anything necessarily was bad. There's a couple things, but there's just nothing thinking about where we're going next there's not a whole lot to speculate about, I don't think. Yeah, Harrison, where do you where do you stand on that? Yeah, this is a low watch rating for me as well. I I only ever watch it once, but but we, before we talked to you, you're like, oh, there's not that much to talk about, and I was like, wait, what do I have to talk about? And I was like, feeling kind of nervous, like, oh my gosh, I forgot. So I quickly just pulled it up here on my computer and just like scrubbed through it. And every once in a while, I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened. Okay, that happened. And like, there wasn't a single point of interest to return back to. It was just like, yeah, the story happened. Um, the, the objective was completed, so to speak. We got from point A to point B, and the episode ended. And everything that would happen in between just wasn't that exciting to me. Um, and I wish that there were other things that could have been in there that weren't, like you said. that There was a lot of, especially with Obi-Wan's psyche and kind of his mental state, that we were coming from from the episode before and then it's just gone um and and that was the, the, it just I, I don't have a reason to come back to it so to speak I, I i'm not bothered by it uh i'm glad that we're at point b so now we can go on to point c so to speak but i i don't ever need to go back right yeah no i i, I totally agree i there's nothing you know there's nothing in this episode that you know, a particular scene or anything like that, that you would be like, Oh, I want to go back and really watch it. Like Rob, you know, you you said you kind of skip through, you know, there's nothing really here. And again, I'll call it like the YouTube effect. Like there's nothing in this episode that you would be like, you know, if you're just kind of like, I don't know, maybe you're on a break at work or whatever the case may be, or who knows, whatever it is you're doing when you click on like YouTube, cause you're, you've got spare time. Like, there's nothing in here really where you would be like, oh, let me pull up that clip on YouTube because that was such a cool part of this episode. Um, you know, I there, there's nothing that really, you know, there's maybe one scene um, that I thought was like, oh, OK, like I'd, I'd watch that, like I'd pull that up. But, you know, it, again, there's not a lot to talk about, but I, I think there's. There's some plot things that I do want to talk about getting into spoilers. So we're going to we're going to switch over to, to popcorn time here. So we're in spoilers. So this is your warning. If for some reason you haven't seen this episode and you're listening to this and you're like, oh, shoot, I don't want to be spoiled. Last chance. Pause it. Go do whatever it is you're doing. Watch this episode. Come back and and hear this next part. So, you know, the, the first thing is that I think was I'm going to start off with a miss. Um you know, he's he's in the tank and he's getting his treatment, which feels like for two seconds, uh, you know, after his battle he for, uh, with Vader where he's burned and he's having the flashbacks. And I thought that was really cool. Where like, you know, it's showing him and Vader both, you know, in the tank, thinking about the battle, you know, having thoughts about it. But then it, it literally it's like, boom, he like he can't handle the stress he pulls himself out of the tank and they're like, no, like you need to stay in there and heal your wounds. And he's like, no, I can't like, where's Leia. And then the next scene, it's like, he's, he's plotting his mission. And it's just like, well, did he need to stay in the tank or did he not need to stay in the tank? Because you were worried that his wounds weren't healed and he, he looks pretty good. So, 
I just thought it was just like it felt super rushed right out of the gate. It it kind of missed out an opportunity, like you had said, for us to really explore how Obi-Wan feels about what all of these things are that have happened. You know, for the longest time, he had felt defeated. He had likely shut himself off from the force. He had felt like a failure that, you know, all of these terrible events that are happening across the galaxy he believes he has a strong percentage of fault for these things happening because there's things he missed. There's things he didn't see. There's things he could have done to prevent it. And he's, and he's in hiding in this cave dwelling on this, you know, he doesn't live a happy life. He's, he's working as a meat packer, you know, he's obviously depressed. He is very upset, you know, both at what's happened and the loss of his friend and all of these other things. And we see a little bit of it, but, I think there could have been some really cool stuff that could have showed us, you know, things from the Clone Wars, things of the two of them bonding, things of all of these things that now, you know, he's he's being pulled back to. This could have been a cool opportunity, having Hayden Christensen back as part of the show to give us, I don't know, not necessarily a deleted scene, but give us something of the two of them together where something, it, it just really emotionally hits. And I think that was kind of a miss that we we didn't really get that, you know, something of, you know, anything that had happened after that, an opportunity for him to, you know, promise to protect the Skywalker twins. I, I don't know, something could have could have really been very emotionally impactful. Yeah, I, I, I'm just going to say that it, it just felt very, very rushed. Like I said, this is the shortest episode we've had. It's under 40 minutes. And, and when you think about the amount of things in this episode that transpire, it's quite sad that we only get 40 minutes for this because we literally go from him battling Darth Vader and, and almost dying, literally, and then probably mentally losing his mind to then just, we got to go rescue Leia, which I understand he really cares about later. And that that is the urgency that you have to have to rescue her. She's clearly in danger. But it seems like everything is just quickly glossed over. Like, once we get him out of the tank and they're flying to go get Leia, oh, now he's he's tapping back into the Force and trying to use it. But but it's, you know, not difficult for him in any way. He's just going for it type of thing. I, I don't know. It, it It all just felt very quick. Uh, and very like nothing felt important. Nothing felt uh, nothing had oomph is what I'll say. It would have been nice to see him kind of realize that he still got it. You know, like if you're playing pickup basketball and you haven't played in a while and you, and you hit a mid range jumper that used to be like your go-to and you nail it, you're like, ha ha, still got it. You know, and there's like a moment of happiness about that would have loved to have seen kind of a moment when he re-embraces the force again and remembers like in, and enjoys that has, has an opinion on embracing the force, using the force fighting as a Jedi warrior again. Um, we don't, we, you know, it's a missed opportunity that we don't get a chance to see his reaction to that, his feelings on that subject. Yeah, this episode almost to me, Harrison, you just said it, but it's it's almost like Home Alone. I'm sure both of you guys have seen that where <laughs> the the the, the McAllisters wake up and they're in such a hurry because they're late. They have to get to the airport, so they do not have time to check everything. It's how Kevin gets left behind. And this movie is like. You know, like literally Obi-Wan wakes up and is like, oh, shoot, my flight leaves at one o'clock. It's 12. Like, I 
I got to rush. Um, th- there's no time to stop for anything in this episode. It just, it goes one beat to the other with no time to reflect on it. Like it's, it's just moving from point A to point B to point C as quickly as it can. Um, which is something that has been like really weird with, you know, not just this show, but some of the, you know, I mean, this is all under the Disney umbrella and some of the Marvel shows where it's like, like, what's like, why are you making these episodes so short? Like there's more than enough material to have these episodes be longer. Like I'm not saying everything has to be an hour, but when an episode feels as rushed as this one, it's, you know, you can't tell me with this character in this story, you don't have time to actually flesh out this episode. Um, So it, it feels like, rushing for the sake of rushing um which i i don't really like and you know it's he has a little bit of struggle in the episode with using the force you know he can't necessarily where i think if you know he's at his peak there's a scene where he's trying to hold glass together um i i don't think he would have struggled as much but yeah rob there's no there's not like that realization moment or him like really going through trial and error in like, you know, maybe training like, Hey, I haven't ridden a bicycle in a long time. I, you know, kind of need to start off slow and like, maybe I'll try and move this cup or whatever the case may be. And, you know, obviously they wouldn't be doing that, but again, it's just, it's so rushed that, okay, we have to get there. And we talked about it last week, but I just, there is nothing to me. Again, we, we go to episode four and we, we still don't know her story. We don't know why Reva, you know, knows what she knows, why she's so obsessed with this and why she's so obsessed with Obi-Wan. Cause it's, it's kind of, it's kind of clear at this point that it's not just for Vader. Um, but she still doesn't seem, you know, she just still wasn't interesting to me. I didn't find her interaction with Leia, great i didn't find her intimidating i didn't find her believable when she was like trying to like you know kind of level with leia like oh i you know don't have anybody either and things like that and also you know i've said there was a couple things that really baffled me in this episode one of them is she's trying to use that mind trick on leia where she's you know trying to get information from her and she just casually is like oh you're strong little one. And it's like, wait a minute, a normal, like, I'm sorry, a normal everyday person in this universe. I don't care. You should not be able to do that. Like if she's strong and powerful and can use the force like that, there's no way that this little kid should be able to just like block her mind from giving her information where she wouldn't be like, um, we have another force sensitive kid here. Let's show her to like Lord Vader. What do you want to do? I just, I did not believe that she would just be like, Oh, you're strong. And then just kind of walk away from that. Harrison, I'll get your thoughts first because I don't know. That just, it really bothered me. It did not seem plausible. Everything that happened with Reva really just bothered me. I felt like she was just, a very annoying character that was just doing things that felt very unnatural and very forced to me. Uh, I don't know. I, I 
I think it's ridiculous for them to treat a child this way. Like, what the heck did the child do? What is the child going to tell you type of thing? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just my perception on children. But but also, like, she's a senator's daughter. You don't think that, that you're going to have any problem with that? that I, I mean, that was just my thought the entire time. Like, one, if Vader were to find out who she was, Vader's going to be pretty upset with you. Uh, two, she's a senator's daughter. Like... You just you think you can do whatever you want with that, and there's but yeah that that scene in particular I was like how is she how is she able to do that? Also, how is she able to do that without Reva saying oh maybe this child is force sensitive? It, it just felt very very just unnatural. Yeah, I'd really picked up on that too. You know, she is a senator's daughter. Like there was not going to be any repercussions or anything that they were going to have a PR fallout for when it was all said and done. Like she she straps her into the torture device. And and she didn't think that at some point, like he was going to have a problem with that. I mean, yes, the empire is evil. It's a it's a stand in for a lot of, you know, terrible authoritarian regimes that we've seen in, in human history. But at the same time, it's still a functioning government. Like there's still people who have roles to play within it. Um, how how are they going to work out of that? Um, and it's it's tough because to make an interrogation scene like that effective it's really, really hard when the subject is a nine-year-old kid because the audience is going to just shut down, especially a Star Wars audience. This isn't the hostile universe. This isn't Saw. These aren't the kinds, you know, we're not expecting this kid to get chainsawed into pieces, right? So to make this believable to the audience is almost impossible to do to the point where you shouldn't even try it because it doesn't it's it's really not effective and we still really don't know a lot about this character reva i mean we she gives us maybe a little bit of a glimpse saying okay yeah i used to have a droid and i lost it like i lost everything okay um it's a little bit of a glimpse but we still i don't think know enough about her to really care about you know why she's on you know hell bent on destruction and death and tracking down obi-wan specifically and why she's got such a, a um, you know a rager to take him down. Yeah, I, I mean, I think right now she's, you know, she is a villain for the sake of being a villain. There's no story there that makes you feel like sympathetic towards her. Um, it, it's just again, she's doing things to do things. Where I think maybe you know, as as these episodes have gone on, I've been thinking about it. It might have been interesting to know like she's kind of working behind Vader's back. Like she knows Vader wants Obi-Wan, but like, you know, she has her own reason for wanting Obi-Wan. And if we would have known that from maybe the beginning, like episode one, you know, because, you know, who knows? Maybe because Obi-Wan didn't stop, you know, Anakin. And like, if she didn't know who Vader was, like if she didn't know he was Anakin Skywalker, like, you know, because they, the Jedi, did not stop, you know, Palpatine and Anakin and the Order 66 happened and like, you know, she lost her parents who were Jedis and she was taken in because she was force sensitive and they turned her into the Inquisitor like because of you, because you guys were not strong enough, smart enough, you know, you like you, the Jedi, let this happen and you're one of the only like you're one of the mainstays that are left like i'm like 
I'm going to find you. I'm going to torture you. Like that could have been interesting. But right now, all we know is, well, she is like, she's just a villain. She has no compelling story right now. So I will say um, we had talked about this a little bit last week and the week before um, major props to Vivian Blair, who plays the nine-year-old version of Leia. Um, this girl, you know, if there is a takeaway from this episode, she continues to absolutely crush a young version of the character we saw originally with Carrie Fisher. Yep. Her energy, her spunk, her attitude, her fearlessness. I mean, absolutely channels Carrie Fisher's presence. I mean, I, I'm trying to think if there's ever been a time where we saw a younger version of an established character that pulls it off as well as what this young lady is doing. I'm trying to think if there's a time I've seen it, I'm struggling to come up with something. Maybe there is, but um, you know, the one thing that really does come across from this episode is just how much she continues to impress me. Yeah. I, I said it last week where she feels like she feels like the person Leia would like Leia becomes it like her character now as a kid it's it just is a natural progression to like oh the Leia that we knew from a new hope that would have been this kid back then and it's hard to really think about it because I don't think it's really it hasn't been done at least to my knowledge to this extent where there's this much scene time like you know you think about oh, there's a young Bruce Wayne or a young Clark Kent. Like they don't have the screen time that she's been getting to really portray this character. You know, it's a flashback or something like that. So yeah, but I, I agree. Harrison, um, I'll let you go. I just, I wanted to jump in really quick because yeah, I, I think she is really a bright spot. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Now, one other thing that I'll say as well that I thought was really sweet was seeing Obi-Wan come out of him his fear and be an obi-wan that i remember and and i i do like that so much of that came from an instinctual care over a child and over someone that's as important to him as leia i think that it's very reasonable to say that he would have just stacks of fear confronting darth vader but confronting a bunch of stormtroopers for the sake of protecting leia well now he's going to step out and and i really enjoy that and i like the way that some of the scenes were filmed when the lights turn off and his lightsaber ignites, that, that was a really fun scene. Uh, and I liked, I, I think it was you, Rob, earlier who said it would have been nice to see that when he like, is like, oh yeah, I'm thinking I'm back type of thing. B but without that, I do like the reasoning for him coming back the way that he did. Yeah, Rob, you know, uh, you know where that scene's from, right? Where the lights go off um, in the torture chamber room and it's lighted up by his saber. You know what that's from, right? Uh, I'm missing something, I think. Uh, what, what am I missing? That is, that scene is literally the first reveal trailer for The Force Unleashed 2. Oh, really? Oh. Yep. That's, <laughs> that, that is cool. Yeah, that that is the, the trailer. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say the reveal trailer because the reveal trailer was uh, Vader walking up to Starkiller in snow. Um, but yeah, the, the next trailer for The Force Unleashed 2 had that exact scene with him going star killer coming and killing uh stormtroopers with his saber so they took that right from a trailer for the game just makes me wish that we would actually get a third game to finish off what they were doing at the end of the second one but i digress 
which uh, also, I don't know if you guys, because Harrison, you said that, you know, you had seen it. I, I saw a lot of people and I don't think it's true, but after the, the tank scene with Obi-Wan and having long hair and being in there, I did see a lot of quick little rumblings of like, wait a minute, the the trailer for um, Jedi Survivor is that like is that Obi Wan in the tank because this is taking place at the same time as the new game? Um, going back and looking at the still shot, I don't think that's Obi Wan. Um, but as I was watching the episode and you know I was just kind of you know on the internet, I, I did see a lot of chatter about like wait wait maybe it's this character. I do still think we're going to get some kind of crossover, um, but I don't know that I would expect it to be that. Right. Exactly. So, uh, Harrison, I'm going to, I'll throw this thought to you first. And again, I hate to say just, it, it feels kind of bad to do this, but because there's not a lot that happens in this episode, uh, some of the more egregious mistakes to me stick out in this episode. Uh, one of the big mis like to me, the things that are like, really is what is, and cr uh, correct me really quickly. Cause I forgot her name. Who is the, you know, empire person that is, you know, the, the chick that he's with, what is her name again? Tala, I think is her Tala. name. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Um, the fact that, okay, she gets in the clearance code. It's the typical, I'm sorry, who are you? Do you know who I am? If you want to take it up with, you know, the higher ranking official that you're trying to stop me from doing my job, go right ahead. And they're like, mm, um, oh, okay, go right ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's the same thing over and over again, where it's like, I don't know, like the worst that's going to happen is they're gonna be like, yeah, no, we, we sent for them and, or they're going to be like, nope, spy killer done. Um, but no, they, they got to get so scared because they get threatened with something. And it's just like, that doesn't work in real life. Like if I sit there and bring a counterfeit hundred dollar bill into the store and they're like, we're calling the cops. I'm like, are you sure you're going to want to do that? Because that's real. And when they come here and find out that you wasted their time, who's going to look stupid. Yeah, no, we're going to call the cops because the bill's fake. Like I'm not going to intimidate them into not like into taking my money, but I digress. Um, it, the way that she talks on that microphone, Harrison to Obi-Wan, it's just like you, you want to get caught. Like part of me almost thought she was pulling the old switcheroo where it's like, yeah, no, I'm helping you up. Uh, nope. I'm kidding. Like I'm actually bringing you here to get caught because it's just, again, I don't know how they would talk to each other, but I was just watching it going, what are you doing? Like you're, you're so obviously, doing something that you shouldn't be doing if you're actually on the side of the empire. Yeah, that, that was so weird to me, especially because it showed him being able to communicate with her in water. And I was like, he definitely wasn't holding that up to his ear when he was swimming. So he was able, I mean, and I'm also thinking about later the scene where, where Obi-Wan's hiding in the, stormtroopers uh walk past him and then he she like talks she's like obi-wan or, or ben or whatever she says and they're like did you hear that i'm like the, the, he clearly had to had a way to communicate her with her beside it being a a microphone for everybody to hear um yeah just the entire thing and and the way she just like so casually talked on it i was it really really bothered me i was like this is the dumbest looking thing i've ever seen yeah, like she's looking at that that board at the schematics and there's another person 
like, I'm sorry, an earshot of her. He's he's not far enough down the desk to not hear her. And she's just like, she's got that microphone up to her mouth and is like, what you're going to want to do. And if I was that person, I would be like, who the hell are you talking to? Like, they're, like there's nobody you need to communicate with right now. It really stretches credulity in so many ways. I mean, those those couple of things that you mentioned really, really stood out to me. For all the advanced technology that um, the Star Wars universe has, they haven't been able to figure out something as simple as AirPods that they can just kind of like, you know, not have to worry about the volume control when they're on a, a top secret mission where they might be sneaking around too. And just the fact that she's sitting at this desk and there's a guy like completely within earshot and she's not even trying to hide what she's doing. This is once again, another example of the empire is full of morons. The Jedi are morons. The Sith are morons. Everybody who lives in this galaxy is a moron and you have to accept that. And it's, it kind of hurts my soul a little bit because as much as I love Star Wars, it hurts me to think that you have to just assume everybody is a flipping moron for any of this to make sense. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's funny too. Like I actually watched, um, and that's, that's another thing I'm going to talk about in, cause I watched a new hope recently. Um, but another scene in this episode is when Obi-Wan is you know, he, he frees Leia and they're, you know, trying to escape in the corridors and there's stormtroopers and he's fighting them off. And there, there are shots there. There are some wide angle shots where you can see the stormtrooper like behind Obi-Wan coming around the corner and like pointing his gun at the ceiling. And then when Obi-Wan turns and faces him, that's when he lowers his gun and points it at him and shoots. And it's like, you, you did not film that well because these stormtroopers are like, you could have shot Obi-Wan in the back or no offense. When you're running down the corridor, like don't wait to get close to him. Like just start firing. Like just like it's, it's really weird, but it was just funny watching a new hope because I'm sure you guys probably both remember. Maybe you don't, but the line in there when Luke and Ben uh, go to the, uh, the Jawa tank, whatever that land, you know, um, craft is that drives around the desert um <laughs> and ben's like no look at these blast marks only imperial store troopers could be so accurate and then you spend 12 move you know you spend all the skywalker saga you spend rogue one you spend like you spend all star wars lore watching stormtroopers never hit a goddamn thing um and i just Are like i really like I laugh so hard at that line rewatching it because it's just like yeah. the like these guys, if they were in a Mexican standoff with Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles, like those two would win. Like they would hit the stormtroopers before the stormtroopers hit those two. Are stormtroopers the least capable foot soldiers in all of fiction? Is there any is there any kind of just ground troops or anything you can think of that are worse at their primary job than stormtroopers yeah because and, and it's always the same thing too every movie where they're running and shooting and they can't you know they're shooting them to kill them they can't hit them and then they get them surrounded you know it happens in rise of skywalker it happens in everything and it's like they get around and like okay don't move like let's go and it's like wait a minute what would have happened if you would have actually hit like what would have happened if you would have actually hit them because if you're playing the whole time 
was to capture them. Like, maybe that's why they just fire uncontrollably, because they're like, well, we'll just fire until they run down this corridor and we can corner them. Like, our goal is not to kill them, but it, it's always the same thing. They, they get them stuck, and then they're like, oh, never mind. We, we don't want to shoot you anymore. Yeah, we'll capture you at this point because that's what the script calls for. Yeah, no, 100%. But yeah, I mean, I, it, I gotta, I gotta go add ahead. in as well. The, the, another thing that just bothered me the water that, that Obi Wan's holding with the force when he lets it go, water does not go in one direction first to then just go in the other direction. It goes every direction. <laughs> like when he lets the water go and it shows the water rushing towards all the, the troopers and they're taken out and then. Tala's like run and it shows him running I'm like the, the water would have already got him like I, mean, I don't know maybe water just works in the Star Wars universe not, not when you have the force man he's, he's <laughs> back with it and then he runs and they shut the door and it shows like the water leaking through the door but you're saying that, the, that he made it through and the door closed perfectly before any water made it into that hallway like it closed completely like like no, th there was definitely water at his feet as he was going through the door. And it, it just that entire thing was just completely ruined my suspension of disbelief. And I was like, this is this is the dumbest conflict to include in an already filler episode. You're filling it with dumb stuff. Yeah, that's the really big problem is, you know, in an episode that has filler when you have as many. And again, like, I don't know, maybe I'm changing my mind, but I said it's not a bad episode. But when you have this filler episode and you have you have like more of these logistical gaps, um, it, it like that's not a good thing because there's not a lot to talk about that happens in this episode besides the things that are like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. You know, also the the three dogs in the trench coat thing that they used to get Leia out. I'm just like, <laughs> it, so you. You have, Rob, like you said, you are on the station of the dumbest people imaginable. Like, these are the people that get a zero on the SATs because they forget to sign their name. Like, what? how does that legitimately how does that legitimately work? I just. Yeah, there's nobody in the whole station is wearing a trench coat. And then this guy starts running around in a trench coat with this weird bulge in the side and extra feet coming out of the bottom of it. It's just, it stretches your right. ability to suspend your disbelief so much that it's like you're, you're in this giant open hangar and there's hundreds of Imperial officers and stormtroopers, and they actually thought that disguise was going to work. Like really, and, the, and the, the ugly—it's like a go-go gadget trench coat. Yeah, too, of all things, it looks like nothing else that anybody—not even the same color—that is right. found anywhere. Where did she get that? Right, and the fact that like the believability that him and Leia could walk step in step, so that she doesn't like accidentally like pop out of the front or pop out of the back <laughs> of the trench coat because their steps are not in the like in line with each other and again too, doing like, a three-legged race as a kid like right. that was impossible like yeah, yeah. not try doing it with somebody who's a half your height right and you know the simple fact again they're walking by all of these people that are just like you know like what are they thinking when they see that also too like oh i like geez look at ned he looks like he's put on a few pounds looking pretty heavy below the waist there my man like <laughs> i just yeah, it, it's just the the fact that that was like 
I literally actually stopped the episode for a second because I was like, that's there's no way like that's some slapstick comedy thing that they did. I was like, there's no way that this is the actual believable way that these two again, you know, these smart, intelligent people, you know, Obi-Wan's been able to avoid the Empire for 10 years. This woman has been able to be a spy for 10 years with the Empire. Um, and like these, like this, she's been able to do this, but this is their idea. Cause guess what? You would have been ca- like, I'm sorry. You, like you would have been caught a long time ago. There, there's no way you stayed under the radar for this long. If these are some of the decisions that you've been making in this 10 years, that move belongs in a little rascals movie, not in a star Wars episode. Like, it does. It, it belongs in an animated like, cartoon. Yeah. They're standing on each other's shoulders in a trench coat, trying to buy one ticket to see a PG 13 movie. And it's like played for laughs, not played off as something serious in a hostage rescue. Right. And then, and then, and then, and then to, to to use that (laughs) to then get to a moment where they're stopped by Riva. And it's like, what are you going to do now? Just for the snow speeders to conveniently show up that they said weren't going to show up. Like, like I'm already having a hard time believing what's going on. And then you're going to have a perfectly timed nobody show up and save the day to then kill them off and try and win my sympathies that this person you just introduced like 30 seconds ago just died. And and I, I, it's just a bad sequential order of events. You got to get me back interested in what's going on instead of just, oh, yeah. The, the snow speeder showed up and no harm was done. Yeah, Like we talked about last episode, how they did a good job at for characters who we know are going to live at, at giving us suspense. And and this one, when that trench coat happened, I was like, you've, you've lost me completely. Like, like I, I, I have no interest in anything that I'm about to see on screen because I, I don't believe any of it. There's, there's no weight to anything I'm about to see. Yeah. And you know, one of the other things, like it's, it's a cool scene. But I question where he is because they talked about, you know, oh, is Vader there? No, we're not quite sure where he is. So they they escape. Vader comes in and it's cool. He's pissed. And you're like, oh, like, is this you know, I I honestly thought like, oh, shoot, this is where she's done. Like, we might actually get something here at the end. And like, you know, he's like, I warned you, like you were warned what the penalty would be for failure. She's like, I let him go. I put a tracker on it, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, so wait a minute. Like how much time has passed between when Obi-Wan escaped and Vader being there? Because was he inside that building the whole time? Like, was he inside the building the whole time? And if not, like, where was he? And like, he was just, he just happened to like conveniently be coming back like around the same time that Obi-Wan escaped. Like, what was he doing? Is he meeting with Palpatine? Was he, you know, was he getting repaired that whole time? And so he doesn't know what's going on. It just, again, there was like there to me, there's a time gap there of like, how did he just conveniently show up after Obi-Wan has escaped? And who alerted him to that? Did did Reva call him? Did the other Inquisitors call him? Like, how did he learn this? Yeah, he just hopped in because he got done with his oil change and figured he'd just check out what was going on. Yeah, no, like literally, that's I don't know. Like, Harrison, did you see any like did you see anything more with that? Like, did I miss maybe a piece of dialogue? Like, Rob, you know, you can jump in too, but it, it doesn't seem like 
they explained it just because I'm pretty sure they said Harrison, you know, Obi-Wan asked like, is Vader there? And and they said, not that we're aware of. Yeah. I mean, like they mentioned that it was in the Mustafar system, which is, is Vader's system. So he's close, I would imagine, but they, if he is close, they just jump time periods. And if they had any inclination that Obi-Wan or Leia was there and she was that important, why wouldn't he be there earlier? Like, I don't know. This is, he puts a lot of faith in these people to just keep messing up. And I don't, I feel like Reva totally lied when she's like, I let him go. It's like, no, you didn't. Like, you had a backup plan. But you didn't let him go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And, and for the longest time, because it didn't do the classic move where it's like, oh, I put a tracker on him and then it cuts to the tracker. For the longest time, for like the next, I don't know, two minutes, whatever it is, before it shows the tracker in the in the low Labot, I was like, she didn't put a tracker. She was totally lying because uh, it didn't reveal it that, that way. Um, so, yeah, the entire thing, everything just felt very... Um, uh, what's the word? Someone said it to me this one's way. Uh, they they use the term boarded, where everything is just very boarded, and it's like, oh, you moved here, and then you rolled your dice, and you moved here, and then oh, you pass go collect two hundred dollars, and, and it's just very, very directional, and just next thing, let's get to the next thing, let's get to the next thing type of thing, and and it doesn't, it's, it's not exciting. It, it's it's boarded, which I think is a good term. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I will say, though, I'm I'm going to give this episode, you know, Rob, you talked about Leia and, and that performance. And I did again, I did like the relationship. I, I've been surprised again it the old, you know, the, the bait and switch with the trailer here where it was like, oh, Obi-Wan's protecting Luke. And literally we've, you know, you've gotten one scene of Luke as, as a kid, like th this show could be as far away from him protecting Luke as you could get um, with it being about him actually being, you know, protecting Leia. I, I will say again, in this episode, there does, you know, there really is a really good connection there between the two of them. Um, and again, you can draw your own conclusions and you can make it whatever you want, but it does give me a little bit more of an appreciation for that scene and like, you know, why in a new hope and granted now they're, you know, it's easy to do that all this time later and say like, Oh, this is why she would trust him. Like, it's not just the clone wars thing. Um, but it does give me a little bit more of a, a, a branching sense of why Leia would trust Obi-Wan with the message in R2-D2. Like it has done a good job of making me think more about that connection. Cause I think their relationship has been, you know, strong, significantly strong in, in this show. It's one of the things that I think has worked best about it. Um, because we kind of speculated what we might get at, at various points, both on and off the air. And I think we all sort of assumed it would be focused around Obi-Wan trying to thwart the Empire from locating Luke. And, and much of it would take place on Tatooine. And yeah, we've gotten functionally nothing of, of him and no reason to think we will get much um, of him. So it's been a pleasant surprise. Yeah, Harrison, anything you want to you want to add to that point? I, I was just going to say that I, I think it's. It's, I don't know why I do this to myself, but I do. I went on IMDb <laughs> and I looked 
what actors i don't want to say anything to, if anybody doesn't want to know but it's interesting to me what actors are according to imdb going to be in episodes five and six and the direction that this story is going to go i'm very interested to see what's happening because this is this has been a bait and switch i have no idea that this is what this story was going to be where's this rematch of the century well we were waiting on uh obviously something's going to happen i just i i I am enjoying this episode when it when it does something good. Like I said, that scene when Obi-Wan lights his saber and takes out the two clones. Like, that's really fun. Uh, seeing Obi-Wan with his lightsaber, which also just... Just because of the new effects, this is the, the nerdiest thing ever. But his lightsaber just looks so good. Like it, like, it just feels so much more powerful to me every single time he lights it up, which is cool. Also, it's just sweet to see Darth Vader. Like, so maybe I'm just a... a, a cheese ball for star wars but this has been been a very very surprising series that we've got this lull here in this episode but by and far i've been really really impressed with this series because i didn't know what they were going to do with this series and i'm glad that not every episode has been the way this one has because uh, i it, it easily could have been where it was just oh you want a story about obi-wan let's just give you obi-wan and it's just all fluff and nothing's impactful when there's been a lot of it that is very impactful especially that relationship between Leia and Obi-Wan like like what a sweet relationship to uh grow and strengthen for for the fans who have enjoyed Star Wars uh that's that's a touching relationship that that will positively impact the future movies I now watch and, and even the past and it that was a good choice to me yeah I I think that's actually a really really good point and I will be curious to see where we go episode five episode six especially given you know, the the reports that they have maybe potentially changed some things in the finale in five and uh, in episodes five and six uh, to make it so that you can go with a second season. Now, that could be, you know, either good or that could be really bad, where if it's like, no, nah, the story didn't come to a logical conclusion anymore, because um, when this series ends, there's supposed to be like there's nine years between where this ends and a new hope happens, um, which one Obi-Wan must have hit ultimate stress meter because he ages crazy. Um, but it, I'm I'm very interested to see where they end this. And hopefully this was just a hiccup and, you know, five and six are definitely picked up. And hopefully because I haven't seen any runtime, they give those episodes some room to breathe um because i you know i i don't think we need to rush the confrontation between obi-wan and vader i think there's just there's there's way too much there um to you know have these episodes be like 40 minutes and have it just be like mm, no that you know that thought should have taken more time that dialogue should have been longer um so uh Here's hoping that these last two episodes are not, uh, you know, rushed. Rob, is there anything? I, I feel like we've covered the majority of this episode. Is you know, is there really anything that you want to touch base on? You know, whether it's something we haven't pointed out that you really liked about the episode that we haven't we haven't discussed. You know, I'll tell you one of the things I would maybe like to see explored further. Not necessarily in a hypothetical second season of Obi Wan. Um, I would kind of like to see a little bit more of the Jedi rat lines, you know, this Jedi underground railroad of trying to get Jedi Padawans, allies, you know, people that the empire is hunting for because they were 
you know, important figures in the, in the Republic. Um, I'd love to kind of see, you know, the stories of them escaping to safety and, and these setups. We get a little bit more of a glimpse into how it works at the beginning of this episode. And it just kind of occurred to me, like there are cool stories to be told here. I would kind of like to see more of them. Uh, We get a little bit of it too in, um, you know, in Jedi fallen order. Again, it's, it's something that takes place kind of during the same sort of time period, very much also a a similar idea to Obi-Wan, you know, he's working as a scrapper and he's hiding and uh, you know, just, trying to eke out an existence, not trying to be a hero anymore until he's forced into it. Um, I, you know, I, I would, I'd kind of like to see more of those stories. I think, I think there's something compelling that can be told there. Yeah. Harrison, what about you, man? Anything that we haven't touched base on that you'd like to, you know, bring up? Um, no, I just, I realized that we've probably talked longer than the episode actually was, which is, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I will say one thing. If if you don't have anything, uh, the one scene that we didn't talk about, and again, it's like it's probably just because it's very rushed over, and you know, yeah, there's the the what's it called the uh, what's the phrase I'm trying to use here, the urgency of rescuing Leia, but when he walks through like that Jedi cryo tube area, um. Mm. You know, I I think he did a little bit where you can see like the emotion on Obi-Wan, but again, it's just, it's, it's glossed over for the fact of like, you hear Leia yell and he has to go save her and you get again, and who knows, maybe it's episode five, but you get nothing into the psyche of like, that would probably really strike him that like, oh my God, like this is like, this is what's happened to people that I used to like that I used to know that I used to fight alongside that, you know, shared connections to the force. And it's, you get a brief look at Obi-Wan's face where like, he kind of gets a little bit more like emotional with each tube. And then, yeah, it's just like, boom, gotta go. I think yeah, what a great opportunity to show us a flashback of him with not necessarily all of them. Cause it's not likely that he knew all of them, but, but some kind of connection to somebody in there. Um, particularly if it was him and Anakin together with that person. Um, I think that could have been really, really impactful. It's, it's interesting to me. Like this is something that I was having a thought with this. This is way more Marvel's problem than it is star Wars now, but with so many stories being told, how long are you going to have to wait until interesting things are paid off? Like I'm thinking about things that you, you just brought to mind that were talked about in The Mandalorian Season 2, which obviously has nothing to do with Obi-Wan, different time periods. But still, I almost forgot about that. If it, and, and if it wasn't for this and this conversation, I would have forgotten about this. And I'm worried that this is one of those other things where it's like, what does this mean? Why are they keeping them? Why are they alive? I'm interested. Am I going to have to wait years and months to get a payoff to that? Uh, which just concerns me with the way disney is doing a lot of things with their content that they're just putting so many things out right now um which is i'm getting off into the weeds a little bit but i did think that that was really interesting like like again what an interesting thing to to include to to quickly rush over yeah it it seemed like okay this could be a very interesting concept but again it's just it's it's glossed over for the sake of like we said moving on to the next thing like nope don't have like you've seen it that's all you're gonna get don't ask us anymore we have to move on like 
you know, it's, it's like being on a track at an amusement park. Like, Oh, I'd like to stop. Nope. We don't have time to stop and take pictures. Like you saw it. We're moving on this, you know, this cart has to keep moving because there's somebody else behind you that needs to come through and they need to see the same thing. So, um, again, just the, the theme of this episode is, is rushed, you know, from the runtime to how scenes end incredibly quickly. Uh, this is just a very, very rushed episode. Um, which is a shame because I do think there's, you know, there's some very strong concepts and ideas that, you know, if you want more right now, it's you almost just have to formulate your own opinion. And I don't need everything handed to me and spoon fed to me, but you also can't make every single interesting part of your episode just open to interpretation by the viewer. That's that's not that's that does not make a good watch. So. That's that's my like scope on this episode as a whole. So uh, if you guys do not have, like I said, anything else, uh, I think this is where we would just move into roll credits. We'll talk about what our actual rating is for this episode and, you know, if there is a final thought on this. So, Rob, I'll let you go first where this episode stands for you um, and anything else you want to just maybe, you know, close up with. Yeah, it's hard to really i think give this a, a ranking because it, it there's things that i didn't like there's things that we all talked about we didn't like there's things we wish they would have done different but there's really not a whole lot like wrong um there's some there's some dumb stormtrooper stuff there's like like we said so i'm just gonna give it a three it happened it existed move on to next week it's a three yeah, you know, I Harrison, I'll let you go last with your rating. I was going to rate this a three, too. I was right there with you because, you know, we're talking about dumb stormtrooper stuff. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, we, we've been along for the ride th this long. And we've seen dumb stormtrooper stuff for for how long and it's you know it's almost like if the you know it's almost like at this point if all of a sudden these stormtroopers were smart intelligent and could hit things we'd be like well wait a minute that's not star wars like what happened like wait what <laughs> like like what happened um so it's almost a double-edged sword to me to sit there and, and and talk about dumb stormtrooper stuff when it we've just you know for what 40 years we've seen like this for better or for worse this is how the empire is this is the people that they employ so to speak um it, it it's just what we get but yeah i i agree my my rating as soon as it was over i usually just i automatically knee jerk react to what i think um i said three right out of the gate and yeah over the last couple of days it it really hasn't changed. I will say it has nothing to do with the rating, though. I don't know how you guys are. I I find myself, though, and maybe this isn't a good thing. I find myself constantly forgetting that this show drops on Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. I, I was going to say something about that in my rating, so I'll just wait. So, yeah, uh, Harrison, you're you're up. So go, go ahead. The rating and, and what you were going to say about the, the Wednesday drop. Um, so my rating, I'm just going to give it two reels. I was going to give it two and a half at the beginning of this episode, just like middle of the road. Just it happened. It's totally mediocre. I'm not too bothered of it, but let's just move on. But there were some things that just really completely took me out of it. I kind of mentioned that water scene was the main one. And then the trench coat that is still just kind of comical that that's even a thing. Um, 
you know, Matt, this is one of your iconic lines. Like, I can't believe somebody put that in a script, shot it, and then in post edited it in and thought, yeah, let's send it. That's good. Uh, <laughs> and I really feel that way about that. And so, so there were some of those that just brought it down where it's like, okay, I'm not just average on this. I am a little bit negative, but not, not that negative. So just, just two uh, is where I'll leave it. But I was going to say about Wednesday though, if it wasn't for this podcast and, and this is so interesting because Obi-Wan is my favorite character in almost all of star Wars. Um, one of my favorites is I probably wouldn't watch this. Like I would probably be a few episodes behind if it wasn't for this episode or for this podcast that we record. Um, I know it comes out on Wednesdays, but I don't watch it until like Friday or sometimes even Saturday just because I'm like, meh, I got other things to do. I don't need to watch it until the podcast, which we record Saturday night. So I'll just wait. And I don't have that excitement to watch it where like when Miss Marvel was released, I watched that as soon as I could, which I, I'm kind of impartial to that character. And also it's a new series, but like, or, or Moon Knight, for example, I like, if it was Thursday morning and I hadn't watched Moon Knight yet, I was like, something's wrong in the universe. Uh, where this, it's like, eh. I'll get it. I'll get there when I get there type of thing, which which is so sad because I, there's other series. The Mandalorian is another one that just really captured my attention. And it, and it's sad how, in at least from my experience, the, the Book of Boba Fett and now this have just, they're good, but they're not good enough where I'm really excited to come back to it. Um, like I'm almost more excited to come back to it so I can finish the story more than I am to enjoy the journey. Like I just want to get to the destination. I'm not really interested in the journey which is sad. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good way to to sum it up. You know, it's, you know, if you're taking a road trip, you, you'd you like to, and you're deciding to drive, you'd like to probably drive through some nice, you know, some, some nice scenery. At least you have something to look at, you know, during the drive. And it's, I think that's a really good way to put it of just like, yeah, I just, I, I want to get there. There's, not that there's nothing to look at here, but it's just like, yeah, okay. Um, really, the 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 meat and the potatoes is what is the like? What is the actual fight with Obi Wan? You know, kind of fully back into the Force, um, taking on Vader. Where does it take place? How does it end? Um, and you know, this episode really didn't do anything to you know to make you care um, about how you get there you just you want to get there rob any any last thoughts on that part no i think i'm right there with you yeah so i, I will um, say it, oh. it, i'll give it the benefit of the doubt if, if episode five ends on a good you know kind of cliffhanger type thing i'm gonna be really antsy for episode six but but i was kind of falling off a little bit and then this one was just like meh i just let go um which is kind of a bummer because i was hoping that this was the one that would bring me back um but we'll see i i like i i gotta kind of addendum my statement and say i am very very excited to see what is going to happen that i am looking forward to that but so far i've been kind of disappointed yeah for for me as we're as we're closing out i really will like the way you described it harrison i i will say that for me you know these last two episodes this is really how i described for listeners um when we did jurassic world fallen kingdom it, it's how i described my excitement for dominion um you know, Dominion, as they're advertising it, is really like the end of this six-movie journey that's been 30 years in the making, uh, you know. And if that ends well, it's, you know, it's, uh, well, all's well that ends well. And, you know, episode five and six could really do that where, 
you know, this, this kind of speed bump along the way where like, okay, it happened. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, who cares? I, I don't care that episode four wasn't one of the best episodes. I care about episode five and six being barn burners and getting, cause you're not going to remember that episode four was bad. Like you're going to be like, you're going to be talking about, Oh my God, did you like the fight or that? Like that's, that's what you're going to remember. You're, you're not going to remember realistically, maybe, you know, when memes come out, but you're not going to sit there and try and think about Leia being escorted out and trying to escape in a trench coat. You're going to be thinking about, I cannot believe the fight between Obi-Wan and Vader. Like that's how this show will be remembered. Well said. Yeah. Very well said. I agree. I think I'll remember that just because it's like, you know, things that are so stupid, they really stand out to me. Um, But yeah, if, uh, if five really, ends on a on a big cliffhanger and six just rocks us um that'll be how we remember the show yeah like man i i i shouldn't do this but like if five ends with like obi-wan landing once again um at you know vader's castle um like actually going to confront him or something like knowing that that's where he's going at the end of episode five, like I'm going to confront Vader. Like, all right, I'll bet like all bets are off. I'm like, I'm like, let's go. I'm in. Um, but again, I, I shouldn't even do that. Cause then I'm going to get myself hyped. And then the episode's going to end. And I'm be like, so. <laughs> I, d- I tr- always try to avoid speculation. And then the two of you just drag me in every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh so all right well that's that's gonna wrap up our our review of obi-wan uh for episode four again streaming on disney plus where um you know if you for whatever reason haven't caught this episode or you haven't caught the show what are you doing um it's it's definitely worth starting or maybe you're just waiting um you know maybe you're waiting until all episodes drop i'm not really sure i've i still haven't narrowed down the what I want. Do I want a, a Netflix type thing where everything drops at once or do I want, you know, weekly drops of episodes? I, I think sometimes it can, you know, it could help where like if an episode ends strong, like the anticipation is building or it can be a negative where like with an episode like this, it's like, oh, I really just wish I had the next one already. So I could like, maybe move past this one and and not think about this for an entire week before it drops but i i haven't quite figured out exactly what model i I want because there's certainly been like moon knight i was super happy to wait a week to get the next episode because i was i was so pumped from the last one that i just like i just in my own head thought about it yeah i think uh, mandalorian was a lot like that for me i mean it was just the anticipation of you know, the next episode of the baby Yoda show, as we called it in my household, mm-hmm. um, you know, the anticipation was crazy. Like if, if one of the, my kids had an activity that was going to cause them to get home later than the other ones, like we couldn't start the show. Like we had to wait till everybody was there to watch it or else there would be great tears and weeping and gnashing of teeth in my house. Uh, right. And then imagine, imagine if your kids cried, cause that was just you. That was literally just me. Yeah, if I got home from work late and they had already started it, I would I would pout and stamp my feet and go to my room and just pout. Yeah, um, but, that's a big uh, that's yeah. a big stomp. That's a very big stomp. <laughs> um, yes, um, but yeah, I I think 
one of the things Disney's done, I think that is kind of smart is some of these shows that take a little bit to get you into, they've, they've dropped to it at a time. And I think that's been mm-hmm. really smart. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Harrison, I, I you had mentioned it. So but before we sign off, talk about, cause I know we're not like, we're not covering it on this show. Um, you had talked about Miss Marvel. So talk to the listeners. If for some reason, Obi-Wan episode four is the first episode that they've ever listened to from Matt goes to the movies. And they're kind of wondering, you know, who you are, you know, what do you got? And you're, you're going to be reviewing Miss Marvel. Uh, yeah. So I haven't, I, I know it came out on Wednesday, but I was just busy with homework. So yeah, I'm, I'm Harrison from the basement binge, another movie review podcast, very similar to Matt goes to the movies that is very sporadic currently because of my school schedule and I'm just drowning in homework. But Miss Marvel is something that I have looked forward to as a character I love and a series already I've loved. So I'm going to be covering uh, every episode every week, just like a mini review. I did it forever ago with the first uh, series of uh, The Mandalorian. I call them Mando minis. These are going to be Miss Marvel minis. Uh, kind of got a theme going there. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Additionally, I have mentioned that we are going to be doing Transformers this year, the Michael Bay series, all five of them, Matt, Rob, and I. And I just, the other night, realized that this summer, in July, July 15th, I think it is, is the 15-year anniversary of the first Transformers movie. (laughs) So I've got tickets to go see it in theater. I'm stoked. I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, the Basin Binge is all about binging movies and then talking about why they're so bingeable or why they're not. Um, but this summer I'm going to be very soon, like a month and a half or so. We'll, we should be starting it whenever we get down to planning that. I'm going to be trying to convince them that Transformers is glorious. In the meantime, I'll be yeah. talking about Ms. Marvel. My, uh, my, my plan for Transformers, cause I know I've already stated I'm going to like, I'm all on board and I know Rob's going to do it, but my plan is to entice Rob with, a 12 pack of whatever seasonal flavor is out right then come on over. Let's sit in the backyard. Let's watch transformers. And and maybe that'll help you make sure that you watch them because I, I have a feeling that I, I think that once Rob starts to watch some of these, maybe if he's by himself and has control of the remote, I feel like two, three and four and definitely five for Rob. Cause I've, I've heard him talk about these movies a little bit. And even in the short conversations we've had, like it's going to be a fast forward extravaganza. If he's got control of the remote, he's just going to, I got the YouTube recap spark. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, So um, typically when Harrison has guests on the basement binge, he does a rummage for the rotten where we try to choose who's going to be. No question. Likes the film the least. I'm just going to, I'm just going to preemptively say I'm the rotten all five. We'll just the, change the, the segment name to Rob is the rotten. And then we'll just move on. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking it would be just like, a like in the episode somehow or in the show notes, like rummage for the rotten. It will be like a, a, a like a, an image of Rob just giving the middle finger. Like, I can't believe you made me do this. It will have to have FanDuel give odds if uh, if I'm plus or minus two reels below you guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah no. We'll, we'll I guess by how much Rob will be the rod. <laughs> I, I, I think the, uh, again, I'm going to say, like, Harrison, I, I just have to ask really quickly, were we, because I know we covered it, it feels like a lifetime ago now with with everything that's gone on and, and how many movies. Um, 
are we covering Bumblebee or are we just doing the five Transformers movies? Oh, good point. Because that actually, if I remember right, Bumblebee was the first episode that we ever did together, right? Yes. Yes, it was. I feel like we should just because that'd be cool to do it again. And maybe that would be a good note to end on with Rob. So we'll 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 do the original Transformers animated movie and then we'll end on one bumble. We we can have bookends that we can maybe all agree on. Right. Yeah, because I was gonna say, like doing the 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 five Transformers movies, I feel like the only one that would not be like a hundred percent set in stone, I really think would be the first Transformers movie. Uh, I think there's at least enough there where like maybe I'd like Harrison. I think you'd be like not to already think about it, but like you'd probably be like the top for the first one. And I think Rob and I might be closer with the first movie than any, than two, three, four and five. So I think that's probably accurate. I'm so excited for this. I was looking at how soon the semester ends and when I'll be able to do this. And obviously we're going to have to, to plan together to do it but I, I just got so excited like it's happening we're finally doing it speaking really quick to harrison and rob i mean this was maybe more like you and me you know you're talking about the 15 year anniversary and stuff like that and in theaters um i was at the theater two days ago and rob a movie poster is sitting on the wall coming soon for the original animated G.I. Joe movie returning to theaters to celebrate like it's 30th or like 35th anniversary. I saw that. I saw that as well. Yeah. I was like, well, I kind of want to do that like <laughs> i kind of want to take my son to that yeah so i was like oh um interesting so uh rob you know you always do it so so well and so just articulate go ahead let listeners know if you don't mind what we got at Matt goes to the movies, what you're doing. I know you talked about Rob's reviews. Um, you have the movie picked out, but you're trying to figure out a time frame with your busy schedule yeah. as well. But you know, with listeners new old, how do they get in contact with the show? If they like this episode and, and how can they, they stay in contact to, to keep getting updates. So the best way, if you enjoy this episode, first of all, thank you. Um, if you are a existing subscriber to the show in any of the platforms where you can download podcasts, uh, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, if you're not, if you kind of pick and choose, uh, hey, thank you uh, for any number of downloads that you have. But the best way to stay in on top of all the great things going on here at Matt Goes to the Movies is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All the best places you can find the show. Uh, definitely check out the Facebook group because there's a lot of fun stuff that goes on. You can hear some discussion about what's coming up. You can see when new episodes release. You can also find the show on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, you can just search for Matt goes to the movies. You can email the show, your thoughts, MGTTM podcast at gmail.com. Just the initials for Matt goes to the movies at, you know, podcast at gmail.com. Certainly love to hear your thoughts. Uh, on anything that's going on. There's so much great content up and down the channel. Certainly we're doing Obi-Wan. We are uh, wrapping up uh, very soon the six films of the Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World series. It's been a lot of fun to go back and revisit those. Even Fallen Kingdom, which was, you know, to paraphrase Ian Malcolm from the first film, that is one big pile of shit. And there's really no other way to phrase it than that. 
Uh, so it's been fun checking those out, but lots of great content from the MCU, from Star Wars in general. Uh, there is a anniversary special from last year with uh, Harrison, Matt, and myself uh, going over the Skywalker saga, which was a lot of fun to do. And certainly even kind of ventured off into uh, some video games for a little bit. There was a four-part episode on our top 100 video games of all time. It was a lot of fun putting that together. So uh, certainly a lot of great content for you to check out. All kinds of fun stuff coming all through the summer. Uh, and while you're at it, go check out The Basement Binge. I can't recommend the show enough. Harrison covers um, a lot of the same kinds of ideas, but um, also ventures off into some things that maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't heard of it. Uh, I've really enjoyed listening to some of his reviews on movies that I will likely never watch, but it's it's cool to know what the movie is about and what's so successful about it, um, and then maybe kind of get interested in it and decide to watch it anyways. So certainly check all of that out wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, you know, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Harrison, for joining the show. Obviously, thank you to the listeners for if you're first time listener or you are back to just continue to hear our thoughts on Obi-Wan. We look forward to bringing you our reviews on episodes five and six. Uh, also, our review on Jurassic World Dominion, which we are hoping uh, Rob will be able to go see so he can join us for for that last episode before that drops. So listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. And until next time, we will see you very soon at Matt Goes to the Movies.